Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is a very special one. This is part of the GSU ENI radio series where we spotlight some of the great work that's being done at GSU, and this is particularly important because this is part of the Main Street Entrepreneurship Seed Fund. This is a group of entrepreneurs that are trying to make it with the help of the Main Street Entrepreneurship Fund and GSU, and we have one of the participants, Justin Bartley, and he is with Visionary Music. Music Academy. Welcome, Justin. Hey, Lee. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about Visionary Music Academy. How are you serving folks? All right. Well, I'm the founder of Visionary Music Academy, school program for music production and songwriting, but we focus on the students who are in our program just a tad bit more than the music. I've been teaching for about 14 years now. And then just listening to the feedback from my students and over that time teaching, this program was kind of just born out of what the children had to say. You know, music has been taught the same way traditionally for so long. I just believe it's time to shake it up. My kids believed it was time to shake it up. And here we are, Visionary Music Academy. So can you talk about the genesis of the idea? When did you kind of say, you know what, I have some ideas about a curriculum that might be a different or better way to do this. How did that come about? Can you talk about kind of the beginnings? Yes, uh, well, the, absolutely. The very beginnings. My first year in education, I was a kindergarten teacher, and I was blessed to be given the opportunity to slide in as the music teacher. However, the school didn't have much of a budget for traditional, you know, classroom instruments, soundproof walls, and a lot of the intricate things that take place in music classrooms that, you know, we don't always think about. So I had to get creative in order to have an effective class. And one thing I knew I was going to have every day, we might not have instruments, but I knew I was going to have students every day. So we started learning and working with body percussion, um, learning how to make sounds and create sounds with the things around us. I literally having no instruments. My wife brought a little voice recorder halfway through my first year, and I started recording the things that were happening in class. And I said, well, you know, this is actually kind of special. This is not in any music curriculum, in any uh, music theory class I might have studied. This is something being created right now in the moment. And it's worth capturing. It's worth being a part of a music class. And I believe that was worth including in music education. So just from the recordings of early voices, early ideas, chants from the kids, each year of teaching, the program kind of just evolved into what it is now. And then when did you start realizing, hey, you know what, this is something that can be its own business. This doesn't have to just be one class in it, you know, throughout the day or throughout the week at a school. This is something that valuable enough to the community that could stand alone and people will come and participate. You know, well, to be honest, um, I've always felt like it could be but I I wasn't sure what the avenues were to make that a reality. And Main Street really opened the doors for me to see that there there are ways to make opportunities for the class to still be as valuable as it would be in the school, but just taking it to other places. So uh, Main Street really helped me see the capabilities and also just um, 
you know, having a family of my own. I love teaching all day, but I would love to be able to be, you know, just in control of more of my time and still doing what I love. And um, I've been learning that week by week, workshop by workshop. Truly has been a blessing. So how has Main Street helped you kind of discover the possibilities? What are some of the um, the things that they were asking you about and maybe guiding you towards? So uh, I think, thank you. That's, that's actually a really good question, Lee, just for me personally. Um, I think I've been focused on what happens in the classroom for so long. Um, I've, I haven't done the best job of taking what I know is valuable out into the outside world, outside of the classroom. And um, the, the stories that the children are telling, the music that they're creating, um, it's so important that now my main street has helped me to kind of light a new fire into finding ways to share that music with the world, to share those stories with the world. Um, and that's kind of the drive, you know, it's kind of pushing me to, to, to explore a new identity, like a new intersection um, in my educational practice and then just in my life right now. So um, I think, does that answer the question? Sure. Now for the people who aren't familiar, can you explain what is, what makes uh, Visionary Music Academy special and different? What, what, how is it different than maybe some of the other programs that are more, you know, kind of been doing the same thing that's been done before? Oh, man. I think the what makes it special, what makes every single group special is uh, the, the purpose is not just to create music. A lot of other music programs are, you know, elite in precision and practice and and um, just happens. I'm a trained, you know, trained from bonus myself. And there are certain things that I do find valuable that I learned from traditional musical education. Um, but there's also just a component of self that I feel like has been missing in music. Um, I believe music is connective. So everything that we do in Visionary Music Academy starts with connecting, connecting as a group, um, connecting with our communities, making connections with music. Um, you know, we live in the world that's moving so fast, focusing on, okay, we're going to find this new trade, learn it, master it, and then we share it. Well, no, that's a beautiful part of it that happens in that in that practice when you're really learning the instrument or you're growing and you're stretching yourself. And I believe sometimes we can rush through it. Um, so I focus on the kid. We focus on just holistic development first and finding out who, you know, each child is. And that person is who's going to start creating music. They find out, you know, who they are, what they gravitate to, how they want to connect with music, and then they engage as opposed to just picking an instrument and having at it. So I like to take my time and getting to know um, every, every, every scholar who participates in Visionary Music Academy and helping them set their goals and achieve those goals. So can you share, can you, can you share with the listener maybe what, an early class looks like for them if they were to participate what what can they expect to happen so in early in the early stages of visionary music um we are trying to deconstruct some of the things that we might be carrying with us every day that are the result of uh anything any pre-existing idea that is not um coming from our genuine self from our authentic selves for example if you go into a music studio and somebody gives you the headphones and points you to a microphone, you might think, hey, I have to sound a certain way. I have to mimic a certain artist, my favorite singer, 
I have to be, you know, I have to meet some level of quality before what I uh, put out into the world is acceptable. Uh, so the first few weeks, the first few classes, we work on breaking those those misunderstandings and misconceptions down and understanding that the most important thing that we're going to create together is a representation of ourselves, a representation of who's behind that microphone, who's got the pencil in their hand. It's not me writing the songs. Every song that we've ever created and posted has been 100 percent written by the kids. So um, that's the that's the. The angle we take is uncomfortable at first. So a lot of the first few classes are just getting to know yourself, um, getting to understand that the reality that every kid brings to a classroom or to every arena they're in is valid. Their reality is valid. So that's the that's the first few classes before we even really touch any musical apparatus or any any controllers or music production gear. We just break down misconceptions and start being ready to unlearn the things that have been steering us in the wrong direction and receive whatever else is out there for us to grow in. Yeah, that brings up an important point. Um, a while ago, I interviewed a woman that shared this about uh, artists. She said that when a child is in like kindergarten or pre-K or first grade, they think everybody's an artist. Everybody believes they're an artist. But when they get around fifth grade, only a handful of people still think of themselves as artists. That they've, you know, somebody has criticized them or somebody has given them wrong information and they've kind of squashed that um, ability to be an artist. And only the handful of people that could really draw well consider themselves artists at that stage. And it's really sad that uh, in my mind, everybody's an artist and, um, you know, the people who aren't choosing a path or at least a hobby in the arts is they're doing it because of their own kind of baggage they're carrying. It, it has nothing to do with the reality that's within them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a, a very important piece. Um, like you say, we live in the world, man, where we're judged on the out of the 10 thing or the nine things we might do right out of 10. You know, we get judged on the one thing that we can be better at. And that's an idea that we got, you know, kids don't deserve to walk around, you know, bearing the weight of a failure or, or feeling like their best isn't enough. We got to take time and rebuild those values in our culture and our society, man. So that's really a huge component of what Visionary Music Academy is. Now, is there an age group that you specialize in or is there a range of ages that are the most appropriate for VMA? So uh, right now I'm targeting um, middle school to high school students, uh, just as I'm, I've spent the majority of my career teaching kindergarten through eighth grade. And I've seen the fruits um, of the program right now. I'm teaching middle school, fifth through eighth grade. And these are students that have been with me since they've been in kindergarten. So I'm able to track their stories from, you know, being five years old, to 13 years old and I've got students who've graduated college and you know pursuing careers now so I, I eventually um, hope to have a program in place for all ages um, five years old all the way through life 25 years old man there's no age you know what I mean that encouragement is too much there's no age to that there shouldn't be an age cap on on uh you know when a young mind or a young person stops receiving encouragement or stops feeling free to explore their dreams and their passions so as long as the doors of visionary music academy are open the prayer is that we'll be able to serve all ages all young people 
Is there a story you can share that maybe uh, somebody that's gone through the program and has been able to get to a new level? Um, yes, I have a few. One, The first one that comes to mind, um, there's a young lady who was in my class my first year uh, teaching at my current school 10 years ago. Uh, she was a seventh grader in my class, wanted to be the first person in her family to finish school. Um, she was writing songs, writing poems, rapping about wanting to become a pediatric nurse. Um, May 2023, she graduated from Georgia Southern. Um, the campus down in Savannah with her degree in nursing. A few weeks ago, she texted me, hey, just let you know, I got my I got my nursing license. I'm a registered nurse, getting ready to be, a, you know, working at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. So um, that story to me, she literally has changed the trajectory of her entire family just by doing what she set out to do. Um, she started writing about it, started rapping about it, and she started doing it from seventh grade all the way through life. And now she's well on the road to be, you know, a success. That's a legend in her community, a legend in her family. And um, that's a story I share with my current students, every new group. She's still here. She pops in. She comes and helps kids, um, you know, with their verses. So the idea, um, her story is still being written. So the the most beautiful thing about the program is we keep, you know, we keep the doors open for, for all young people to keep coming back and keep creating more stories and inspiring new stories. So. Well, congratulations on that. The impact is real, and it must be very rewarding for you to see that happen, something you dreamed of in your head to come to reality and impact not only an individual, but like you said, their family and the community around them. And it goes beyond the music, right? This is the her success. Um, the music maybe is a, a soundtrack to it, but it doesn't have to be uh, the career path for it. Precisely, precisely. That is it. It's about... Um, the music, again, like you said, it's, it's one of the, the byproducts, but the idea is taking a community, specifically young voices where, who are usually marginalized and often rushed to the side. And we, my job is to help them maximize their voice, um, to help them, you know, become valuable assets in their community, wherever that is, wherever life takes them. I want them to feel comfortable and passionate about what they believe in, being able to voice what they believe in anywhere they go. So that's absolutely it, man. It's, we're truly trying to build a family, man. We make it a, a, a real family experience. So what do you need more of? How can we help? Um, right now, I need more. Um, I'm going to need a team. <laughs> right now, it's just me. Um, and now that I've seen the program work and I feel like I've acquired just enough experience to hopefully inspire more people to come on board and implement the same values that we've built in Visionary Music in more places. Um it's, it's, it's bigger, like you said, it's, it's bigger than the music. Um, these are things that the school doesn't necessarily have time to slow down and hone in on. We're focusing on the social, emotional learning and support of, of every child that we encounter. And while schools definitely have programs and, you know, fail safes in place to try to do as much as possible, we can never do enough. You know what I mean? We live, like I say, these, these times are, it's, it's a different day and age now, man. And, um, Every every medium, everything that we can do to help these kids, I think is necessary. So if somebody wants to learn more, connect with you or learn more about the VMA, what is the coordinates for that? Is it um, do you have a website? Is there any social media place for people to, to kind of plug in or uh, just connect with you on LinkedIn? What's the best way? Absolutely. Uh, to connect with me on LinkedIn, Justin Bartley on LinkedIn. Our Instagram page is at Visionary 
dot music, M-U-Z-I-K, and we spell it differently because we do it differently. Um, so that that's where we are right now. The website is currently under construction, but also you can find the music on SoundCloud. Just Google us, Visionary Music Academy. We are on SoundCloud. We're on Apple Music, Spotify. Hey, Alexa, play Visionary Music. Siri, play Visionary Music. We'll, we'll pop up. So, yeah, man, we have songs um, with no promotion, no marketing, no real marketing scheme. We have about 120,000 plays so far, you know, from just about every country that has Internet. So, you know, the, the messages are getting told. The stories are being heard. The kids are being represented. I'm just ready to take it to the next level. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today, Justin. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Hey, that means a lot coming from you, man. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on GSU ENI Radio.